0: If we have our if we've rolled our initiative may we proclaim it to you oh yes please uh 19 that's gonna be a 12 for me i got a 16
1: uh 16
2: okay uh mordi talon between the two of you who has the higher dexterity modifier
3: i have a plus one
1: my dexterity modifier is a plus
2: three okay thank you with all the initiative down you look up at the face of a goddess who has been clearly taken under some type of control. Uh, whatever this beast is, you t- you know right off that this is not her true form necessarily, but nonetheless, the massive Leviathan above you is terrifying. It is something that chills you to your very core as it stares down on you. And craning her head above you, she opens her mouth and you see rows of jagged teeth and a light that begins to churn and spin. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Dang, okay. Oh
3: boy. I rolled a nat one. Goodbye. I rolled a
4: six. Also probably goodbye.
1: I rolled a seven. Bye, everybody.
4: That's going to be a 23 for Blaze. What? Fuck off, Blaze. <laughs> I'm Fuck a rogue. This is, I'm, dexterity is my one good stat.
2: Blaze, you and Yaz and Tyne Talon's mother, uh, as well as Vladislav, dive out of the way as what feels like a beam of magically enhanced water slams into uh, the surface where you are where you were all standing. You lose sight of your party members in the flash of ethereal light that accompanies it. to everyone in this beam, everyone who failed that. To anyone who got under a seventeen. It feels like an ocean has been dropped on you. It is impossibly powerful. It knocks you back, slamming you into the rock wall. You are all blinded for a second as this light, uh, otherworldly and celestial, completely fills the space around you. The force of it knocking whatever air you had left in your lungs out for a moment. Uh, Will everyone take eight damage? Yeah,
0: okay. I will, but I won't be happy about it. (laughs) Even um, no,
2: those who succeeded on the dexterity don't take any damage as you yes. got out of the effect of it.
3: What about me with my nat 1?
2: <laughs> Do you want bad things to happen to you?
3: I mean, bad things are fun.
2: Talon, with a nat 1, uh, the force of this just massive beam of celestial water energy crashing down on you is enough to knock you off your feet and pin you to the ground, essentially. You are prone
3: Okay, cool.
2: Roslyn, it is your turn. Ooh, cool,
0: cool, 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 cool. Uh, Roslyn, not very happy about what just happened, is like, you know, so not feeling this, and she decides to cast Frostbite. Will Leviathan make a con save for me?
2: Absolutely. Uh, that is going to be a 19.
0: And the the Leviathan is totally fine (laughs) and nothing happens.
2: As your spell ripples through the water, uh, it seems to simply brush off of the Leviathan's massive form uh, and it tilts its head at you, fury in its eyes. At the center of the altar in the middle of the crater, Katos raises the staff again and slams it to the ground, making eye contact with you all from the seemingly impossible distance. He grins a sadistic grin uh, and shouts out, It's too late. I'm too powerful to be stopped, and the surface is going to fall beneath me. Well, that's just
3: a stupid thing to say aloud.
2: Energy crackles around him, and the altar begins to lift out of the ground, um, rising up, solid marble beneath it, pushing it up towards the surface. Mordai, it is your turn.
1: All right. Mordai didn't come here to fuck around, so he's just going to do what he does best and conjure a ghost. <laughs> oh, sorry. One ghost, please, he says to his patron and casts Summon Undead, creating... Um,
0: actually, ghosts aren't real.
1: <laughs> oh, well, then what the fuck is this? Um...
4: Blaze is going to fucking lose it when they see the ghost.
2: What does the ghost look like?
1: It does looks look like a bit like the neon slime green soul of a dead skeletal sailor. But
3: just a little bit like that.
2: Mostly like that. Just just like that. You all watch as pulled up from seemingly nowhere, the black volcanic ground itself, a pale green mystical hand bursts forth from the sand. And then another one in this ghostly figure pulls itself up. Uh, From the ground and stands before you at attention, Leo. It is yeah that pale green and per your definition of a sailor, you know, it's got a scraggly beard and swashbucklers clothes that are shredded and torn. Perfect. (laughs) It waits with empty eyes for a command.
1: Uh yeah. So
2: that's actually
3: a zombie, not a ghost. I'm sorry.
1: It can move through solid objects and zombies cannot. I can also summon zombies.
3: I will come up with another reason why this isn't a ghost. Just give me a little bit.
1: It's a fucking ghost. Anyway, uh, half the spells are rounded. Oh, okay. Um, it's There's got
3: actually a trick of the light. It's going to share now.
1: Okay, so the rules of this thing is that it shares my same initiative count and takes its turn immediately after I take mine. So I'm going to take my bonus action and then, uh give it a command, because I don't need to use any action on my part to control it. Okay. All right, so I'm going to have Spindle swim up on Kados and jab Hell yeah.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Spindle glides through the water so small that it just slips right past the Leviathan and approaches uh, the King Emperor Kados. Go ahead and make that attack roll.
1: It's not very good. Uh... Oh, I didn't know Spindle was that accurate, actually. Okay, that's still a 12.
2: Uh, A 12 does not hit. Uh, Spindle swims through the water, and using the staff, Katos slams into the ground again, and this wave of energy crackles outward, pushing Spindle back before it can even reach him.
1: Damn. Okay. Well, in that case, my other friend, the ghost, is going to have to do it. So the ghost is going to float at him with its movement speed, and it gets two attacks.
2: The ghost gets two
1: attacks? It does. It gets a number of attacks equal to the, half the spell's level rounded down. All of my spell slots are fourth level, being as I am a warlock. So it's a fourth level spell. It gets two attacks.
2: Okay. What does it do?
1: It attacks twice.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen here.
1: No. I've never listened to it once in my life, and I'm not about to start. Okay. Uh, So that's an inspiration to us all. A 14 and a nat 20. Okay. And it's got, what is it to hit? Oh, it's my spell attack modifier. Okay. So that's a nat 20. And what is my spell attack modifier? That's a plus eight. So that's a 22. Against uh, Kados? Yes. Those both hit. Great. That's 1d8 plus 3 plus 4, so that's... Okay, so the first one does 13 necrotic damage, and the second one is a crit, so that's the maximum damage plus a dice roll, yes?
2: Yep, that's how I do crits, yep.
1: Okay, so that's 8 plus another 8, so that's 16 plus 7 is 23 necrotic damage.
2: Alrighty, and can you describe how the ghost attacks?
1: The ghost uh, raises its fingers and goes w- makes a waggling motion at Kados as if to go woo, woo, woo and then uh from its uh emaciated desiccated organs comes a hissing gurgling sound and it it spooks Kados and goes boo with both hands okay. and and, uh, and lays its hands its ghostly deathly hands on him
2: okay yeah, Kados jumps hilarious. slightly um not having knocked um spindle back not expecting something to be that close to him that quickly and he shakes his head trying to regain his focus talon it is your turn
3: i get up for you know what i don't know how prone works when i'm underwater and have a tail i assume that it does but i think that it's very funny to just imagine me straight up upside down and trying to figure out how to myself.
2: Actually, yeah, that is how, back in the episode where you met Trimp, actually, we established that's what prone was underwater, is kind of getting flipped upside down and disoriented to where you can't really right yourself at first.
3: Okay, so I spent half my movement speed doing that. Ow, I just got clawed in the foot by claws that I need to trim on my cat. How far away from anything am I?
2: Um, you are all roughly 100 feet away from the center of the pavilion where Kados is. It's underwater. Things are whipping around. There are currents. So I'm not too, too worried about movement speed, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're about a hundred feet away.
3: Well, I don't think I can wait. What is my swim speed? Oh, I have a very fast swim speed. <laughs> it is 40 feet, but it is a speed of 40. But um, I think, and I only have half of that because I had to get righted. Well, you know what? I move towards him, and then I draw my crossbow, and I try to ignore the goddamn god that's attacking us. And I shoot my crossbow at Kados. I'm not as good at my crossbow as I am with my war picks, but you know what? If I can hit him at least once, I can enter Blood Frenzy at him. All right. The first attack is a 12. Uh, That will miss. That makes sense. My second attack is a 9.
2: Um, you shoot them off, and they're they, they're flying through the water. They look like they're going to be just perfect hits, and one of the coils of the Leviathan just springs up from seemingly nowhere and takes the two of them into it. Just my action its...
3: surge attack, and it's perfectly cinematic, cin- cinemagraphic.
2: Sorry, cinematic.
3: I just cine, cine, Say it again. Cinematic. 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 I just rolled my action surge attack, and it's a twenty-one.
2: Uh, Your first two arrows fly through the water, seeming like perfect shots, but the Leviathan raises a coil seemingly out of nowhere and takes both of them into its thick armored hide, dealing it no damage. However, the third arrow, your action surge, soars just underneath this coil and embeds itself in uh, Kados's hip.
3: And I enter Blood Frenzy. I get advantage on melee hits against him.
2: Talon... With the scent of blood coming out of Kato's, even from a distance, you smell it and your eyes, your pupils narrow, Your the fins on your elbows grow slightly longer, your teeth sharper. Uh, you are in a blood frenzy. Hell yeah. Blaze, it's your turn. You have just dived out of the way of this massive cascade of uh, celestial water that the Leviathan beamed down upon you all. Uh, your party members are attacking and a ghostly figure has been raised by Mordai. What are you doing?
4: Uh, well, first, place is going to turn to Mortar and go, you could do that this whole time?
2: I've done
1: this in front of you before now.
4: Wait, has he? Because I don't remember. Yes!
1: There was a seance during the Blood Moon Ball.
4: Oh, right, 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 right. I totally forgot, totally forgot. So I'm going to go over to Emperor Kato's bitch boy, and I'm going to stab him with my rapier.
2: Please, you try to swim up to Kados. Make a dexterity saving throw for me.
4: Okay, cool, 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 cool. That is going to be a 24.
2: A coil from the Leviathan tries to smack you away, and you just barely manage to duck around it and make your way onto the marble altar with the King Emperor Kato's. Uh, go ahead and roll that attack roll.
4: All right. Ooh nice. okay, that's not as good, but that is going to be a twenty two this time.
2: twenty two will hit.
4: Nice. all right, so I'm going to I'm gonna be stabbing him and then um, I am also going to be let's see manifesting my psychic blades. So let me roll that d8 damage. Oh boy, that's a one. Uh, so that's a total of four damage.
1: I don't know if you know this, but the ghost is your ally, which matters yes. for sneak attack, which is a thing you can do.
4: Thank you for reminding me about sneak attack. I love rogues. And do I ever know how sneak attack works? No. I want to do something else anyways. Um, which is I'm manifesting a psychic blade in my other hand, and I can make a bonus attack with it. So. I lied. That is actually, ooh, that's actually going to be nine psychic damage for him. And then I want to stab him with the other one, which is unfortunately only 1d4. Um, But that is going to be another five uh, psychic damage.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you get King Embracados with this one, two magic punch. And he lets out a small groan, but seems so focused on what he's doing. He barely registers the attacks that you have landed on him, um, focus solely in channeling this power he has, raising this platform up, the water swirling like a tempest around you.
4: My crab fiance is going to rip your head off. Get him, Shelly.
2: Shelly is Shelley's not there.
4: Oh, right. I forgot. Well, I'd say it anyways.
3: <laughs> I, yeah, that seems
4: very in character to me. Oh, oh right. he He went off to do other things. Well, in that case, I'm going to rip your head off. Or I guess cut it off. I, I, I don't have the strength of the giant crab. Anyways, Sur- die!
2: Oh, surface dweller, enjoy your last moments.
4: Um, actually, I think you should be enjoying your last moments.
2: You all watch as Vladislav takes off like a dart in the water. Uh, you haven't seen him outside of really the tunnels or the labor camp. And you didn't realize how fast the Triton Man can move in open water. You watch as those ley line tattoos all on his body glow a brilliant light green, lighter than, brighter than any time you were in the tunnels previously. And he summons out of seemingly uh, a heavier water, a denser water than what is in the sea, a glowing green trident in his hand. But he doesn't go for Kados. He makes a beeline for the Leviathan. And as it rears up and he attacks, you realize he's not attacking the creature, the goddess itself. He is attacking something at the base of her neck, and you realize there is a strange metal collar around it. You watch as he swipes up and down, smashing into it with this magic trident, but the collar seems unaffected. With a roar, Yaz thrash-wise, the gnoll woman who was with you, takes off, heading up for the platform that is rising through the water. She too, like Blaze, manages to avoid the coils of the Leviathan that try to swipe her down and lands heavily against the raising platform, making her own boom as she lands and roars. Blaze, I think you see this more than anyone. She is breathing heavily in her rebreather suit. Her eyes have narrowed. She is in a rage. And she charges at Katos with a reckless attack. She swings both hands down on him, smashing into the orca's skull, sending his head snapping down towards his chest with a sound like a beating drum. Oh. He's going to take six damage from that attack.
3: Holy shit. Just okay.
2: Yeah, I'm not rolling good damage. (laughs) You watch as Saber, Stingray Romano, and Trimp all scramble, unsure of what to do in this situation, none quite prepared for the battle at hand.
3: I would be surprised if they were.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The water around you is whipping faster now. For those of you not already on the platform, you watch it as it rises, and it is threatening to go beyond your reach as it continues its journey towards the surface. Beyond this volcanic crater, a golden army surges forward, marching up, only to be met by a giant crab who with a backhand swipes away 5, 10, 15 soldiers. A shout goes up, horns are blowing, as his army panics, realizing the battle they thought was awaiting for them on the surface was here, now, under the sea, against people they knew as neighbors and friends. The city, the people of the city-state turned against them. You, inside the volcanic crater, hear the echoes of the battle raging just outside. I'll come up, Shelly. And around you, as this platform rises, the entire world seems to shake as more rocks and debris fall, and you start to see things not just rock, but tents, mining equipment, items from the surface are beginning to fall around you. Howdy hey everyone, Piper your DM here for a quick Atlas break. Uh, First and foremost, as you can probably tell by this episode going up, we are back. I want to thank you all for your patience during that impromptu hiatus we went through. Um, However, I'm excited to say that we are now back full time. It's going to be our weekly release on Wednesdays from here on out. Uh, So look forward to plenty more episodes coming your way. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the show as well. It's been really wonderful to see people reach out and to see some folks uh, talking about us on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, if you want to follow us but don't yet, you can follow us on Twitter at Rolled Realms or on Tumblr uh, with the username RolledRealmsPodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to tweet or uh, post about the show, you can use the hashtag Rolled Realms or RRTF. Uh, and yeah, I'm really excited for what's coming next. This is the actual finale of the Secret Sea story arc. We've got some Bastion days and some really fun uh, arcs coming up ahead of us. And then the finale, we're getting close to the end there. So one last time, really appreciate you listening. I'll let you get back to the episode. It is the Leviathan's turn once again, coiling up around the rising platform. It follows Katos, making its way up and up and up. And down at the surface, its tail whips around, attempting to swipe away everyone who is left on the bottom. Roslin, Mordai, Talon, Saber, Stingray, and Shrimp Does a 15 hit?
3: Um, uh, no, actually. What happens if they equal each other?
2: It's attacker's favor.
3: God damn it.
1: What did you, what was the number? 15. <laughs> Ooh, just made it.
3: Oh, how do you have better AC
1: than
2: I
3: do?
1: I have no idea, but I know mage armor, so my default AC is decent. I can cast it at will.
2: Did you cast it for this fight?
1: Uh, I've been under the assumption that I could just have it up all the time because I've just been using that as my AC. It's a one action. It lasts for fucking ever.
2: Okay. For those of you hit, take 12 damage as this massive, impossibly large tail slammed into you, sending you on a merry-go-round ride around the base of this pillar, just dragging you through the water and along the black volcanic sand.
3: That's not nearly as fun as it could be.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rosalind, it is your turn once again.
0: Yeah, so Rosalind, Rosalind, Rosalind's going to cast Moonbeam and... I guess does it make more sense to cast it on the Leviathan than on Katos? But I don't
3: feeling your heart is right. For instance, I've been attacking Katos because uh, I don't think that I should attack a goddess.
0: Yeah, you know what? That that's sort of more aligned with my philosophy. I think. Um, Yeah, so I'm gonna center it on Katos, which is it's a five foot radius, so it will only affect him. And he needs to make a constitution saving throw.
2: Absolutely. Does a, hold on, math, 17 save?
0: It does, but he's gonna take half damage. Alrighty. So that would be 18 halved, so nine radiant damage.
2: The white flames of Moonbeam crash down on the center of this pillar where Kados is standing. Uh, He remains firm. He stands tall, that staff in his hands, seemingly to you unaffected by the crashing uh, radiant energy that has landed around him.
0: Interesting. Okay.
2: It is Katos' turn. The platform continues to rise up towards the surface, and he laughs. He takes the staff in his hands and sweeps it around him. Uh, Blaze crashing into you square in the chest, he is attempting to knock you off of the platform with a powerful celestial magic.
4: I don't like that. That's
2: you know what? That's a nat 20. Oh, I think
4: you might fuck. be the
3: only one to not like it. I think that's a totally unique take on things.
4: Let's see. Uh, Yeah, no, my AC is 14. That would that would do it.
2: Oh, a nat 20 is definitely. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think you can beat it. My AC literally can't beat
2: that. Blaze, take 24 points of damage.
1: Ow! As
2: this staff connects with you square in the stomach, and it sends you flying back and back and back and over the edge of this rapidly rising altar uh, into the coils of the Leviathan. Mordai, it is your turn. Roslyn, help! All right. Mordai is...
1: Going to fall back on Old Reliable and cast Eldritch Blast. Absolutely.
2: Are you staying on the ground, on the surface, outside of the altar?
1: Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to picture it in my head. Um, No, I'm going to move closer in.
2: Absolutely. Because as a reminder, the the altar is rising up towards the surface. If y'all are Mm -hmm. staying on the ground, Kato's is getting further and further away from you.
1: Right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to close in. And actually, I'm going to aim both blasts of Eldritch Blast at the collar around the Leviathan's neck.
2: Absolutely, go ahead and fire those off.
1: Okay, that's a 14 plus 8 is 22. And the other one is a 16 plus 8 is 24. So 22 and 24.
2: Mordot, you swim up to the coiling mass that is the Leviathan's body and looking up at it as it rears over you, you fire off twin Eldritch Blasts that harden into crystal as they soar through the water, both colliding with that strange metal collar around the Leviathan's neck. You see spiderweb cracks appear in the collar as both land solid impacts into it. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay,
1: uh, that's two sixes plus five force damage, so that's 22 force damage.
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah, you can hear the sound of crystal shattering into metal and metal groaning around it through the water. Uh, it is your ghost's turn.
1: It's going to
2: spook Kados again.
3: Kados uh, is easily scared.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Will you all remind me, is that a saving throw?
1: That is an attack roll. Rolling it now. Okay. Uh, two attacks. That's a 23 and a 24.
2: Those both hit.
1: Excellent, excellent. So that's 28. Okay, so that's 15 plus 14. So that's 29 necrotic damage.
2: Absolutely. The ghost continues its otherworldly attacks upon uh, Kato's, who seems like he is becoming distracted by the presence of the specter in front of him. Talon, it is your turn.
3: Do you think I can close the distance to him in this turn and still be able to attack?
2: I would say yes.
3: All right. I do that. And I'm going to just beat the absolute fucking shit out of him. I'm so glad I get advantage on these now, because that's a dirty 20 on my first attack.
2: Oh, that hits.
3: A 21 on my offhand attack. Hits again. And then a what's 18 plus 8? Eight? That's 26. Uh, 26 on my second attack.
2: Absolutely. So that's three attacks.
3: Yep. That's my full three attacks.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Those all hit.
3: Now let me roll my 3d8 plus five each. So plus 15, that's 30 damage.
2: One, two, three, your war picks go slamming into Kato's, knocking him from side to side. Even in his immense bulk, you are tossing him through the water. He is losing his footing as he takes this damage. You look him in the face and he is furious. He lets out a snarl that echoes through the water. as I snarl back. The look on his face as you snarl back is pure disdain. He cannot stand the sight of you, Talon.
3: Well, fair's fucking fair. I can't really stand the sight of him either.
2: Blaze, it is your turn. You have been knocked back, taken immense damage and are in the coils of the Leviathan as it rises up along with the altar.
4: Yeah, I'm dumb. I forgot that I did have uncanny dodge. Oh. I forgot about it. Oops. Anyways, that's fine. Um, So I'm like on the Leviathan, right?
2: That's right. You're on one of the coils that's rising up along with the uh, marble altar that's rising through the water towards the surface.
4: Okay, cool. I want to follow Mordai's lead, and I'm going to take my short bow, and I want to try to shoot at the uh, that metal collar.
2: Absolutely. Being on the Leviathan, you actually have a very good um, shot at it. Go ahead and make that attack roll.
4: No, that's a two plus six. It's going to be an eight.
2: With an eight, you fire your arrow, but the coils are moving around you, and it just hits into the thick hide of the Leviathan that yep, does not yep, even yep, notice. Yep.
4: Tranx, the- Tranx.
2: You all watch as Vladislav, tucked underneath the neck of the Leviathan, right under where the collar is, carefully stays right in her blind spot as he stabs again and again and again at that collar, desperate to free her. The tip of his magical trident hits into the spider webbing cracks that Mordai created with his Eldritch Blast and they spread further. Um, clearly, uh, the collar has weakened, though it is not breaking yet. On the marble platform, yaz continues her assault talon you knocked uh the king emperor katos back and forth and as he stumbles backwards yaz with her two large paw-like hands double-fisted slams into the small of his back attempting to knock him to the ground Hell holy yeah. shit with a nat 20
3: fuck yeah
2: rage in her eyes she slams down on the king emperor sending him sprawling down.
3: This is what happens when you fuck with the team.
2: He takes 15 damage from the assault and is actually knocked to a knee. Hell yeah. And Yaz, standing over his his uh, kneeling form, roars out, I just wanted to see my girlfriend! A very fair desire. Far beneath you, Saber, Stingray, Romano, and Trimp have actually been left behind down at the base of the volcano as that platform continues to rise further and further away. The echoes of the battle behind you ring out swords and tridents hammering away against armor and shells. Um, It is loud and cacophonous, but fading ever so quickly as you rise through the water. Chunks of earth continue to fall like rain now consistent and thick. And following those those shards of earth, we rise up above the surface and see what is happening in what was once Camp Burroughs. The large rocky plateau that Camp Burroughs was nestled into the base of is no more. It is completely collapsed in. The rescuers and pe- miners who are rescued are evacuating, racing across the desert, trying to get away from earth that is spider webbing and cracking and collapsing behind them. You see uh, Dr. Adam Frankenstein carrying six patients on either arm as he races them away from the hospital tent. The four person Bree is desperately trying to coordinate the escape. Um, you even see your other Ellison agents, Klaus Ashfang, Coyote, and Ulrich Pennywistle as they desperately help people get away from the falling earth and surging tides. And it is once again, the Leviathan's turn. You watch as King Kados grabs onto that staff from his kneeling position and, surging with power, he looks up at the Leviathan and bangs it against the ground. A spiraling magical glow emanates out from it, and you watch as that collar around the Leviathan's neck glows. Its blank eyes turn down to the platform and its head crashes down, jaws wide open, sharp, jagged teeth like stalagmites and stalactites ripping through the water as it lands with a crash down upon Yaz. No! Uh, and catches her in its teeth, lifting her up, plucking her away from the altar and into the water.
3: Not Yaz.
2: Well, oh, she takes a lot of damage and you see trails of blood following from where she was picked away. Rosalind, it is your turn.
0: Roslyn is going to move for the moonbeam over to where the Leviathan and Yaz are.
2: Absolutely, uh, is that is there any type of role for that or is it just?
0: Um, okay, so the thing with Moonbeam is it is supposed to be when a creature enters the spells area for the first time or starts its turn there. I, I don't know if you personally want to count me moving the Moonbeam as the Leviathan entering the spells area for the first time, or if you want to wait until um, it's next turn for me to roll damage, but it is a con saving throw.
2: Sorry, so the language of that is either when a creature starts its turn or moves into it for the first time? Yeah. But you can move it? Yes. I would count you moving it as it entering that zone for the first time. Great.
0: So then it needs to make a con saving
2: throw for me. Um, the co- for the collar specifically? Yeah. The collar itself rolled a 12, but you can tell is not going to withstand the impact of this beam. Levine, okay, well, the Leviathan herself, who is also in that zone, rolls a 22, so she is fine.
0: Okay, so 12, 12 wouldn't have passed anyway. Um, So let me roll. The collar is going to take 12 radiant damage, and the Leviathan is going to take 6.
2: Your moonbeam shifts, and you watch as the that collar that strange metal cracks under the impact of that radiant light the spider webs uh that are breaching it spreading even further almost fully around now it looks fragile now when it used to look so indomitable and the leviathan herself seems completely unbothered by the radiant energy you have crashed down upon her great it is Kados's turn now and he Mm, stands angry the water is racing past him as You all actually begin to see light filtering down, natural sunlight filtering down around you as you are almost to the surface of this formerly underground sea. He cackles angrily, confident in his victory, and Talon, he turns to you. With a first attack, he lashes out with that artifact staff, crackling with a hot and cold arcane energy that fills the water. Does a 14 hit?
3: No, it does not.
2: You dodge out of the way of his first attack, but he rears up surprisingly fast for his bulking orca merperson form. And his uh,
3: age. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you think that my uh, that my um, heavy little side comments were done? No, they have only just begun. Actually, I just it's time to start calling him an old man.
2: It's funny you should say that. He's about your age, Talon. Nuh-uh. He's not old.
3: Nuh-uh. I deny that. That's not true.
2: (laughs) As you make your snide remark to the King Emperor Katos, you look up to see massive, sharp teeth looming over you as he goes in for a bite attack. Oh, no. Does a 19 hit?
3: Well, yes. Okay, that'll hit.
2: All right, please take eight damage. His jaws (laughs) crunch down around you, and it it feels like a vice with the power and tightness he has Uh, bitten down onto you. He's bitten onto your shoulder, effectively uh, restraining one of your arms from being able to move fully, Uh, and your blood drifts up through the water lazily. Oh no. Mordai, it is your turn.
1: I'm destroying this goddamn collar. Two Eldritch Blasts straight at the collar. That's a 24 and a 21. Both will hit. Excellent, excellent. And that damage is 2d10 plus 10. So that's 24 damage.
2: Despite the raging water around you, the tempest that has formed as this platform rises, as the earth seems to fall out of the sky, crashing down around like meteorites, the chaos of the scene around you. For a second, everything stands still. Two eldritch blasts crystallizing as they move slam into the metal collar and for a moment it does not break it holds and those cracks spread and you hear one final as the last piece hits and it explodes energy surges out the tempest actually dies away slightly Vladislav is knocked back in a way and you all watch as this shadowy beast that had been spinning around you attacking and defending impossibly large, impossibly monstrous, seems to shed its skin, the darkness peeling away like shadows exposed to light. And where once the goddess Leviathan in her captured, bestial form stood, you now see her in her true form. She is glowing and celestial, a brilliant marbled pink that seems to radiate with this pure light. And looking at her face now, you see not a serpentine monster, but a massive being that almost looks like a mix between an axolotl and a dragon, stretched out in front of you. She gently drops Yaz out of her mouth and cradles the limp form of the null woman in her arms. From the platform, King Emperor Kados's eyes go wide. Talon, you see a panic set in that was not there moments ago. He looks up and then back at you, Talon, looking down your eyes. His victory is so close; he can taste it. Uh, and his eyes narrow again with rage and fury. Morai, is your ghost doing anything this turn? Oh yeah, that ghost is going
1: boo at that idiot. It is going to do its damnedest to give him a heart attack to death. Okay, that's okay. A thirteen probably misses, but a twenty-three.
2: Uh, 13 misses, uh, 23 will hit. Sick. That's a
1: 5 plus 7, so that's 12 more necrotic damage.
2: The ghost actually begins to, like, dip its hands into the back of Kato's as he is biting around Talon's arm. And Talon, you feel the form of Kato's around you shake and shiver as this ghostly uh, chill goes up his spine. Hell yeah. Uh, and it is your turn, Talon.
3: I stick out my tongue at him. There's other stuff I do. I do other stuff, but...
2: No, he growls, and you feel this growl reverberate into your body as his teeth are still latched onto you.
3: Well, the first thing I do is I'm going to take that fighter feature where I heal 1d10 plus level hit points as a bonus action, because I can't exactly use my bonus action for my offhand attack anyways because he's got his teeth in me.
2: Absolutely. You feel a resurgence of energy as you heal.
3: 9 HP. Well, it's not the best, but it's something, and I can still make two goddamn attacks. All right. The first one is a 21. Uh, That'll hit. And the second one is a 17.
2: That will miss.
3: All right. In that case, it's just 1d8 plus 5, so that's 8 damage. I healed myself more than I hurt him, but you know what? You cannot win them all.
2: Blaze, you are now sitting on the coils of this uh, goddess in her true form, brilliant and bright, and a, a warmth fills you. As it, It's almost peaceful to be in her presence. Uh, it is as if you were uh, walking along the sand in a gentle beach. It is calm and peaceful and not terrifying as it was moments ago. What do you do with your turn?
4: Uh, well, that's... That is very good. Um, we like being calm and peaceful, but we, what we like even more is shooting Emperor Katos with my bow.
2: Absolutely. Take your shot.
4: I sure will. I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah. Ah, nope, 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 nope. That's an 11.
2: Blaze, I, you Round aim deck. your you aim your bow at Katos, but because he's still clamped around Talon, in your concern over uh, shooting your teammate, you miss wide with that arrow that you let loose.
4: Talon, Talon, can you get out of his teeth? I'm trying to shoot him. I flip off lace. (laughs) Wow, how expected.
2: (laughs) From his place in the water, you watch once again Vladislav take off swimming, this time straight down towards King Ebroketos, his trident raised as he races down as if a bomb falling. I like that. And with a 19, he pierces down onto uh, Katos's back, Talon barely avoiding you with the prongs of his magical trident.
3: I feel like avoiding me wasn't in his top priorities, and that's why he actually hit.
2: <laughs> uh, he deals out 12 points of damage to Katos as he screams in rage. And you watch as those ley line tattoos glow almost blindingly bright, and he surges with magical energy. His goddess is freed. His warlock powers have surged forward to a new level. Coils of water <laughs> wrap around him. And if he drop through the water like a bomb, this is the explosion that follows. Light bursts out from him, washing over this entire altar, which glows underneath you. He is furious and powered by a god who is not off in the celestial plane, but beside her warlock pact member. Katos lets go in shock and awe, and Talon, you fall backwards, your shoulder bleeding heavily. And as this surge of power hits him, he goes flying back, taking 28 points of damage. God damn it! He is beating me! Hados is breathing heavily. He is panting and gasping for air, but still standing. This platform is still rising. And you feel the water break around you. You rise up, the Leviathan with you, above the surface of water. You are in air for the first time in so long. The sun is above you. And you watch and hear the screams of people running away from this massive, spreading shoreline that is cracking into the earth kados does, does
3: change
2: uh he do, he um doesn't oh that's a good question upon breaching the surface talon much like you changed from your more shark person into having you know kind of that uh half and half form mm-hmm. his his fins split into legs and he kneels ragged confused and disoriented, but proud. He is cackling now as his plan seems to have finally come to fruition. He may not win this battle, but he has risen above the sea and he looks at you all with that triumphant grin and his eyes go wide because on her turn, bleeding and broken, but not dead yet, Yaz picks Katos up (laughs) snaps his back over her knee.
3: Damn it! I wanted to kill him! I wanted to make some snarky line about how he- This is all in character. I wanted to make some snarky line about how, you know, he hasn't ever walked on two legs before, and and this first step, and, and me having more steps, and then you just- He didn't even say anything. You just snapped his neck back. It's fine.
2: Yaz yes, takes the crumpled form and throws it to your feet. Um. And goes, sorry. I kind of lose sight of things when I go into a rage. If, uh, does someone want to heal him so you can get your comments in? No one's fucking better.
4: <laughs> uh, if anyone's healing anyone, it would. I would like it to be me, please. I am doing very bad. If I were to, say, quantify my hit points in, or not my hit points, sorry, if I were to quantify my health as a number, it would be like a, a 7 out of 45.
3: That's a weirdly specific number. Why not out of, like, 100 or something?
4: Oh, uh, 100's too big of a number. Okay, why not, like,
3: 50? Why not something round?
4: Listen, 45's the first thing that came into my head. Ow. <laughs>
2: Blaze, you're still on the coils of the Leviathan, and she actually raises you up to face you. And her, the, the six tendrils, three on either side of her face, glow slightly as she nods at you, uh, and you feel yourself healed. Blaze, she sets you down on the platform, and you find yourself surrounded by your party members, along with the other uh, allies you found under the secret sea. Looking out at the horizon, you all see that Camp Burrows is no more. In the distance is a rocky shore. Uh, The survivors of the collapsing earth stand on the shoreline, staring out at you and looking around. Where once there was desert and rock, there is now a massive inland sea. The Leviathan looks down at your group and in gentle tones uh, addresses you. Thank you all. The power that Katos wielded was not of this plane and i did not expect to be pulled and trapped so easily i need to return to the celestial plane and recover but i am in your debt she looks down at each of you
3: question is Mm. there like being in a goddess's debt is like real fantastic is there any perhaps way that we can leverage this debt to perhaps just undoing the effects of another such artifact?
2: And what did you have in, have in mind?
3: So there are all these people in a factory who were transformed.
2: I'm afraid that you? is not the magic that I can do. God damn it.
3: I mean, you're 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 a goddess, and that's fantastic. And any help is yeah. Fuck!
2: I know, but I'm confident you will be able to save them one day. You are stronger than you know.
1: Who has the scepter at this exact moment?
2: It is lying on the ground.
1: Mordai sidles up to it.
2: As you do, Vladislav does as well.
1: Mordai stares, I will fucking kill you about this daggers at Vladislav.
2: So, you can take staff. It has caused many problems.
1: I quite agree.
2: You do owe me a favor.
1: Your goddess is free. There's your favor.
2: No, 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 no.
1: That was Mm, part of Yes, 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 yes.
2: But Mordai, I thought you were a man of your word. You have not heard what I have to ask. All right, let's have it. I want you to back me. The city-state is without a ruler now. I am the head priestess of the Leviathan of our goddess, I rallied the There
3: are only priestesses. Mm -hmm. Gender isn't real. There are only priestesses. Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: It makes sense. In time of turmoil, I can take over. Oh, yes.
1: Theocracy. That's just what a power vacuum needs. Um, Sorry, bud. That's a flat fucking no. Your goddess is free. That's favor enough for you. I'm taking the staff. And if you want to rule, you're going to have to do it on your own.
2: I said you could take staff. That is not what I am asking for. This is a shame. I thought you were a man of your word, and after all, you shook on it.
1: Look, Vladislav.
2: Gosh, it's almost like there's a
3: theme of Mordai making deals with different characters that come back to bite him in the ass.
0: (laughs) I wonder what traumatic events in Mordai's life would have... uh inspired those kinds of choices
1: well love look you know you know you're not a good human being I can't put you in charge of this I am not a human situation. being but <laughs> did, did, don't fucking get semantic with me neither am I
2: Moritai I think you barely know me I, think I will you... leave
1: that's your problem You killed the High Priestess. You took her power. It's cool. You helped us get out of here. I helped you free your goddess. We got through the labyrinths. We're all doing, pardon the pun, swimmingly right now.
2: Okay. I did not need you, but you are a powerful ally. It is a shame that you uh, do not follow through on favor promise. He gives you a sly smile. I hope that does not come back to, uh, as we said, bite you. <laughs> and he dives into the water.
1: Uh, I'm gonna regret that call, but I genuinely think it was the right one. I don't consider him terribly trustworthy. He was shady. He did do those things. I
2: wouldn't trust him to rule my city. I think <laughs> your conversations are interrupted again. Um, as Lev- Leviathan bows to all of you this goddess in front of you and she says one more time thank you all i we will be seeing each other again i feel uh, so i can grant you my boons but for now i take my leave so you leave. can
0: grant us your boobs
2: boons
0: hey.
2: turning away from the risen altar floating on the surface of the water The leviathan dives under the waves, disappearing into the darkness below, and then with a flash, the entire sea seems to light up in a a celestial green before fading back to its natural color, and the magical energy that had filled the air dissipates.
4: Hey, I have a question. Where's Shelly?
2: He's still underwater.
4: Okay, check on him,
1: probably, and just see how things are going before we end this.
4: Yeah, Blaze is kind of getting the impulse to not do that and to just run away from their
1: problems. Other opinions, anyone? I would
0: like to go home. Talon is sure
3: having some feelings about her mom being there.
2: Yeah. And Talon, uh, as you have that thought and as this platform uh, this altar, this marble altar, actually seems to start to drift, somehow being severed from the pillar that it was raised on. Drift toward the shore. Your mother uh, rises up from the water and swims alongside you. Hi, Mom. Oh, Talon, I'm so proud of you. You, I knew you could do it. You're, you've are you become a wonderful person, even without my guidance. And I am so fortunate to get to have you back in my life again.
3: I'd go in for a hug.
2: She rises out of the water and hugs you back, a gentle, loving hug, one that I I don't think you've felt that feeling since you were a child rising out of the bathtub to your loving mom. And she looks at you with this bittersweet look and just goes, I'm, we can see each other now, but Helen, do I have your permission to stay here? to try and rebuild what Cato's destroyed because of me because of the the beliefs he had in his head about the the way the world once was i you say the I, word I, and i will I, stay with you I, I i i will i won't leave you again but
3: the world is so much bigger than i thought it was but it's also a lot closer than it used to be i don't think we have to stay hand in pocket to still be a family
2: then i'll stay here and fix things and i'll come visit you i'll see where you live my god with, oh, with go the skill and power go of it must be I amazing let's
3: not go see where i live let's uh see other places not where where i sleep Um,
2: Talon, I want you to show me the world that you live in now because Talon is currently
3: thinking about her really shitty apartment with the staircases that have collapsed (laughs) There are other things to see in the city besides where I
2: live Okay, Talon Then it is not a goodbye but a see you later And and with one last embrace, she dives under the surface of this new ocean uh, to return to the city-state The platform knocks against a sandy shore and you all scramble off onto solid ground for the first time in over a week at this point, taking off like a flash. You watch as Yaz runs over to the blue kobold four-person brie and picks her up in a loving embrace. Your fellow Ellison agents race over, desperate to know what happened, how an ocean appeared in the land, and as behind you, the waves crashed upon a new shore, holding the staff in your hands, you look forward to returning to your homes in Bastion.